listener. Kickpot acknowledges the traditional owners and custodians of the land in which we're recording this podcast, the Yulukut Wulan clan of the Boomerang, who are a part of the Kulin Nation. We pay our respects to our elders, past and present, and extend our respect to Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander peoples today. Welcome to the Kickpod, your DM on the stuff that matters, but also the stuff that doesn't. One, two, three, Hi guys, we are so excited about today's chat. Hi, since when do you say hi that. to everyone and not me? Well, you, you are guys. Hi. Oh, okay. You're included in okay. that. Okay. Hi. Hi everyone and Laura. How are you? <laughs> Good. And I am, well, I mean, we're always very excited to share the conversations that we have yes. with our guests and we're so lucky to have the guests that we have on. Today's is a very special episode mm. with Woody Whitelaw mm-hmm. from Will and Woody. Yes. Will's episode that we did earlier in the year is one of my favourite episodes that we've recorded yes. and Woody is also now. We've just finished one episode. One of my favourite yep. episodes we've ever recorded. Yep. Woody was so incredibly vulnerable, open and deep and what we were able to get into and chat through, which mm. is something that we're working through as well within our <laughs> yeah. friendship and our relationship and yeah. navigating. The, the the crux of this conversation is really navigating uncomfortable conversations yeah. with people that you love. Yeah. And it's tough. Yeah, it is. It is. And I, I just love how open he was. He was so open and yet it was still such a, like, it's it's a very entertaining episode, may I say, all yes. thanks to him. Like, he is so funny. He is He is funny. He's And I just, he's very funny. And he also looks you deep in the in eyes. In the eye. Yeah. He's a great listener. Yeah. Great listener. And, and. Outside of Will and Woody, he was also recently um, on I'm a Celebrity, Get Me Out of Here. He was also on Celebrity Apprentice. So you might have seen him on the telly recently. We hope you guys enjoy this chat with Woody. Woody. Hello. Great <laughs> We're to so be excited here. to finally have you. Yes. No, I'm excited as well. It, it had been a while uh, since Will <laughs> yes. uh, obviously was on the podcast. He's the favorite. I get that. <laughs> you went for him first. I totally get it. But I was waiting by the phone and finally, here I am. Here you are. Here I am. And yeah. I just want to, I feel like we reached out earlier than yesterday. Yeah. It's did. been, a, you are busy. I, I yeah, I just, weirdly I are, was busy. You are quite busy. Yeah, I'm rarely busy, but now all of a sudden <laughs> busyness has hit me. Yeah. I think it's something to do with having a child. Yep, that um, will do it. Yeah. That usually does that uh-huh, to you. Yeah. Did you but we love you it? equally. What's that, sorry? We love you equally. Oh, Just want to say. Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah, I know. Absolutely. I know. Yeah. As I, as I hope people do, you and I, Laws. Love like us. Yeah. yeah. Oh, like some don't. Oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, what I was going to ask... <laughs> Did you yes. listen to Will's episode? Yes, I did. Oh, you did? Yes. I reckon the morning it was released. Oh. Because then I actually played. So I listened to the chat with you guys and I got angry at Will because he brought up that soft acronym mm-hmm. with you guys, mm-hmm. which, is a, which is a little directive into how you should deal with yes. someone who's going through maybe a depressive bout or having some mental health concerns. And I got angry at him because I was like, why did you use that gear? On the kick pod, that is that is hot, that is hot gear. That. You're saving your hot stuff for another podcast. How about Will and Woody, the show hot in the afternoon? So I actually I, I got a grab of him going through the acronym, and then we used it on our show. Yeah. Before we go any further, though, speaking of episodes that I've heard, the most recent episode was uh, a gut chat. Mm. Uh, now this is a hobby horse of mine, quite seriously. But Steph, really? you're having some issues with your gut. Yes, I am. <laughs> I am, and I want to know what you mean by hobby horse of yours. I love talking about it. Oh, I've had okay. problems with my gut health for ten years, okay. I reckon nine, ten years. As a teenager, I assumed that it was normal after meals to feel sick. Oh, I, I thought everyone felt sick after meals. Oh. So it took me a very long time to realize that other people don't actually get that sick feeling mm-hmm. after meals. So I knew something was wrong. And now for the last 10 years, I've been trying everything to try and sort out mm-hmm. my gut health, including cutting out onion, garlic, dairy, gluten, uh, and a whole bunch of other things that I've trialed. But I've realized very recently, mm-hmm. and this is why I want to talk to you about yeah, it. Okay. The Enjoy. thing that I think is helping me the most is hypnosis. 
Whoa! What's that? So, so gut hypnosis. You've you've never heard of? Is that like when you go past those signs that they're often in their houses? I've heard like of hypnosis. No, no, no. It's not like a. It's not like oh a hypnotist God. with a crystal ball. It's not. It's not witchcraft. So <laughs> <laughs> into your house to try and I'm like, like heal You're my... thinking of a clairvoyant yeah. or, or like a... <laughs> it's never <laughs> in a shop. It's always in someone's house. Oh my gosh. No. And there's always a lot of cats around. Yeah, with those. yeah, yeah. No, this is like a... There's there's an app um, called Nerva mm-hmm. and effectively they, they run you through a hypnosis which just relaxes you. Yes. And then all of a sudden they'll take me to... I think last night I was on top of a mountain and I'm sitting on a mountain with this beautiful view and then they start saying like... You are not bloated, mm. or like the next time you 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 pass a stool, it's going to be beautiful. <laughs> or you know, like oh my god, like manifesting, like gut, totally. gut, gut affirmations. Away. Yes, absolutely. Well, because I've because I, again, it's a hobby horse of mine. <laughs> I've realised that the, the mind gut connection oh, is huge, so yeah. big. Huge. But the but the hard thing about it is it goes both ways. Yeah. So you can eat something bad, and that makes you like mentally a bit off. Yeah. But then if you're stressed, yeah. that can lead to a bad gut. That was the other thing that came up when I was chatting to our dietitian um, was outside of intolerances. If you are stressed, it doesn't have to be about what you're mm. eating. It could be just stressed in general. Yeah. Your stress response like in your gut is just like that's going to upset your mm-hmm. tummy in another way. So, And it's not the lot. I mean, well, yeah, there's been a lot of stress. I would say going we on. are under a lot of stress <laughs> right now. Yes. So, yes. So, How's your gut, Laura? <laughs> she's, she's the most regular. No, I actually, but when I'm stressed, which kind of now, is um, I yeah. get, when I eat, it like almost hurts, which is not normal. Oh. Yeah, but yeah. I know it's stress. So it's like, I just need it calm. Maybe I need to do Hypnosis. some information yes. for my intestines. Seriously, Nerva is what it's called. Get on board. Thank you. Yeah. Well, thanks. <laughs> That's okay. Yeah, yeah. Let me know how you're going in a week. I, I want to I report, actually, of just how your gut has been, how your bloating, flatulence okay. and stools have been for the, for the next week <laughs> with, <laughs> with, oh with, with the hypnosis. I want to see if there's some improvement there. Okay. I feel like I could be like your coach, like okay. your gut coach. Maybe you could do them. <laughs> yeah, I'm going to well, put my hand up. Every I'm, morning I'm Steph coach. wakes up and you've got from Woody and like a voice note. You Today, are going to. You will pass your. Oh, God. Forget voice, though. I want to be there. I'm going to be. <laughs> I'm sure Josh would be cool with that. Like, roll over. There's Josh giving a kiss. And then there's your gut coach. Morning, Steph. How's your gut feeling? Take five deep breaths for me. And imagine yourself on a waterfall. <laughs> I think I found our new meditation coach. There we go. Yeah, get me on the app as well. Get me on the app. Let's do it. (laughs) Oh my gosh, Woody. I'm just thank you. And you know what's so funny is when I knew that you'd heard that, Mm. I didn't actually feel that mortified because Mm. you are just such a beautiful, open person. And the friendship that you guys have, I think we can relate to so much Mm. that I was just like, he's gonna be cool with it. It's like whatever. It's they're so open with each other all the time. He'll get it. Thank you. That is incredibly kind of you to say. I, I do like when anyone tells me that they feel very comfortable hmm. telling me about anything which could be deemed as shameful or embarrassing um, because I do think, generally speaking, there's way too much shame yeah. and embarrassment in the world. We all go yeah. through embarrassing things, hmm. right, as humans, but for some reason we we see so many subjects as taboo or whatever. So thank you. It means a lot to know that you feel comfortable Telling me about your flatulence. <laughs> Speaking, it was of, funny that I walked in here and there were a few jokes being made, and you said, "Steph, I've got very good at holding them in until the end of the day." <laughs> yes, yes, because no, uh, there's no way. Badge of honor. I can hold them in, though. <laughs> I'm very proud of that. Um, <laughs> Steph's like, "Let me get to this question." <laughs> oh my gosh. We would just love to talk to you about your friendship mm-hmm. because your friendship is so beautiful and you you are legitimate best friends mm-hmm. and you work together mm-hmm. every day. Mm-hmm. You are now also both dads, mm-hmm. which is so special to go through together. Beautiful, yeah. Would love to know how that journey has been with your friendship and I suppose some of the, the highs and lows, but how it is today. Yeah, well. sure. Um, it, it's a funny one. Like we've always been very, very close, like right from school. We had similar interests in drama. We were both sort of drama geeky guys at school. Uh, and then that sort of, uh, as everyone's seen, has snowballed into doing radio together and 
There, there was a funny moment though. I think initially in radio we were still just, oh, we're best mates and this is just fun. Yeah. Right? Fun, 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 fun. You, you don't have to overthink the relationship really. But then there, there is a point uh, when you're working together, and I'm sure you guys can relate to this, and I'd be keen to ask you guys how it was for you, where all of a sudden you go, okay, not only is this relationship with the two of us really, really important because you, you're a best mate of mine, you've got to nurture mm. close friends, but now my my work life yeah. is somewhat dependent on our relationship. So initially I, I probably felt more pressure to to make sure that we were nurturing the relationship and and that comes and to nurture it, you've really got to make sure communication is open because again, as you guys know, there are times in work where there'll be disagreements. Of mm-hmm. course there are disagreements or you want to go this way, you want to go the other way, whatever it is. And it's just so important to not lock horns, lock horns is too aggressive, but like have a stern conversation. Do you, do you guys find that mm-hmm. with work stuff? Yeah, we've found, especially the further along the businesses become, yeah. the more and more and more important it is. That's it. But also yeah. the harder it, it can be in a mm. way. But yeah, it's, it's so important. you want to protect each other. You do. I think we had maybe a few months ago now, we yeah. had a real, like a very open and I suppose hard conversation. Yeah. And what we came to was, and it was actually Dalton and Josh who initiated it. So it was like, literally an intervention. Yeah. I want to yeah. Oh, yeah. wow. Yeah. 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 And oh, we were like, what the actual fuck? Yeah. Anyway, in the end, it was great that we yeah. did it. What we came to is that we tell each other 97% yeah. or yeah. 99 The 1% that we don't share is yeah. to protect each other yeah. from like any pain or yeah. hurt or putting more pressure on the other one. Because yeah, sure. if I need something from Steph mm. and she may not be giving me what I need because I haven't communicated mm. it, but I don't want to say it because I know it might put more pressure on her. And I yeah. know mm. because we share everything, I know she's already under a lot of pressure yeah. and, and vice yeah. versa. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. I think that's what is it, that's what is very difficult is trying to navigate that protection because, you know, your yeah. best friend, you want to protect yeah. each other, but sometimes you have to say it. And that's protecting, but yeah. it is, it's so hard, isn't it? Mm, and, it, and it's funny that you guys would see each other every day, right? Yeah, almost. Yeah, some weekends we take a break from each other. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, week, weekends out of it when you've got a working relationship, yeah. you see each other all the time, yeah. talking all the time. Yeah. And it's funny how, like Will and I do a show every single day, well, Monday to Friday for two hours, so yeah. we're talking all the time. But it's really important to go, we talk all the time, but then we need to have a talk. Yeah. But I, but I feel like those moments don't happen as much when you're seeing someone all the time Yeah. in this really weird way. It's like, oh, we don't need to talk. We're always talking. But it's yeah. really important for Will and I now. And the, sort of the rule that we've got at the moment is, you know, you can just feel so there's something there. Yes. It's just, it's just like, a, there's, just like mm, there's something going on here. Yeah. I, don't know, I can't really put you my can, finger on it, but I can it. just feel something. And sometimes it's nothing to do with you. You can just feel when your best mate is a little bit off, mm. right, because you know them so mm. intimately. And the the sort of semi quasi rule that we've got is, I'll say to Will if there's, or he'll say to me if it feels like something's off. Is is everything okay? Are you all good? And then it's sort of on the other person to go, well, actually no. Mm-hmm. But as soon as they go, no, 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 everything's fine. I'm good. Then it's like, okay, well, I sort of opened, I opened the door mm. there, but you sort of have to walk through it. Yes. Sort of thing, because then one, and then for us, once I've made the offer of, is there something? going wrong and they say nothing, then it's like we move on. But so it's really important that the person who's been asked, if something is there, it's sort of on them to go then, okay, I need to share with you that this may be uncomfortable mm. or I'm going through this or whatever it is. Yeah. A hundred percent. I think mm. I, I think that's the it, it is that. And I think that there is that feeling that you get when you know someone so intimately mm. that something's going up. And I think that's the other thing is what we've learned is through some of these open com- conversations as well, is like sometimes you're making something up in your own mind mm, of how yes. that other person is thinking or feeling. And then until you have the conversation, yes, it's either true and you work through it mm-hmm. or it's like completely off and you've just yeah. made this thing up in your own mind. Yeah. Which, why would you sit with that for, for too long if you don't need to? Totally. Yeah. And it might be something that's happened in their life that has nothing to do with you mm. as well. It's so funny. That, what's that song? Um, you're so vain, you probably think this thing is about you, right? Like <laughs> so sometimes true. when your friend's a bit off, you're like, it must be me. Yeah. <laughs> what have I done? You know, I'm the only thing in your life. <laughs> but it's then, you know, so you have a chat true. and you're like, oh, sorry, something's happened with your renovations you're going yeah. through right and you're stressed a bit. Great. Okay, now I know. We can just move on. Because you're right, if you don't ask that question, then you start 
creating mm. things in your own head mm. about what that problem possibly could be. And then you start thinking like, what did I do wrong? Oh, maybe I did this or maybe he's angry that I did that or yeah, it, it's yeah. crazy what your mind can do. Do you guys ever have time apart? Uh, it's a good question. Uh, yes. Yeah, 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 we do. We like weekends, just like you guys yeah. said there. Like, I'll see him on the weekend. We've got a similar group, uh, yeah. circle of friends as well. Yeah. So we do see each other, but we also think it's important on our weekends to go, hey, we <laughs> we don't we don't like actually say this, no. but we both know it's probably good that we spend some time apart <laughs> here. Like, yeah, because you spend so much time together, yeah. right? Yeah. Totally. It, 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 when I start telling people like the 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 ways our lives are intertwined, like we went to school together, we've been best mates since we were like 15 years old. We've done radio since we were 20, 21. So that included moving to Perth together, which included living together for a while. Mm. Then we will uh, got a place uh, in a suburb in Melbourne called Northcote. Mm-hmm. Then I reckon three months later, I was like, mate, great news. Got a place in Northcote. And I reckon even his reaction to that was like getting a little bit weird. I, I, I tell the joke to him that when he bought his house, I got uh, a compass out and just did like a five kilometre radius circle and was like, okay, that's my area. Where can I get a house? So we live in the same suburb and then... Will's beautiful partner Sam falls pregnant and then four months later I'm like, guess what? I'm pregnant too. <laughs> Which I, as, as I tell this story, I realise that I'm probably more the one who's going like, how good that we're doing everything together. Um, but yeah, it, it's beautiful. But it, with that comes if we have like a holiday or time yeah. off, it's like. Yeah. And, and it's probably like we don't even talk to each other really on the phone mm. during those holidays because it's nice just to step away and. Um, yeah, have our own <laughs> time and space, and and then it's nice to look forward to seeing him. Yeah, yeah, as well, so isn't it? Like when you when you have some time apart, and you're like, yeah. oh my god, I'm so pumped to see you. Mm. I love that. Yeah, mm. it's just it's hard, isn't it, to mm. find the balance? And it is. It's what you said at the start. It's like your friendship is commercialized, mm-hmm. and there's more stakes mm. on it. And it's mm. really hard to say that because mm. it sounds really yuck. It, it does sound yuck, and and I think if you look at it the wrong way it can get yuck or yes, it can feel yeah, yeah, yuck because yeah. it's like is, or, you know, you start thinking like what's more important, you know, and we've always said that it's way more, the relationship that we've got outside of work is way more important yeah. than the job that mm-hmm. we do. Yeah. But they're, they're so intertwined yeah. right, as well. And and when we had Will on the podcast, mm. which I know, I know you've listened to, he mm. opened up about his experience with depression and we wanted to mm. share a little snippet about oh, when yeah. you supported him and how you've supported him on his journey. I think I just walked out of the studio in Perth and I got home and I was sitting on my bed and um, Woody came over. Like I couldn't get off the bed. I could not get off my bed. And he sort of came in the bedroom and he sat on the floor and he's looking at me and he's like, oh, mate, you know what? You know what? I get it. And I was like, wow, okay. And he goes, one day when I was at school, um, I had this pimple on my butt <laughs> and um, I couldn't go to school. I just couldn't go. <laughs> and that- I thought I nailed it. Like I, gen- I wasn't doing a joke. I wasn't doing a bit. I was like, I finally got it. I understand. <laughs> I get it. Oh, that's so embarrassing. But, you know, it, the beautiful thing about Will is in that moment he wasn't, angry that I was so off. He was just so... You were trying. That I, The fact that I was trying and that I was there is actually all you ever really need to do. So in this really weird way, I actually nailed it while also being completely off about <laughs> what depression is. <laughs> yeah. I mean, relate, I don't think anyone has related depression to having a big pimple on your bum before <laughs> a day of school mm. and being uncomfortable for the day. But, but, but again, I, I do think that, um, you know, supporting someone with any sort of mental health. Like, it doesn't need to be depression or anxiety. We don't need to put a label on it. If someone's just going through a tough time, mm. people really overthink what they need to do to, to make sure that person's okay or, or to cure that person or to make that person feel better. Mm. You just strip it right back to, the, to its simplest form and it's just like, I'm here, I love you, mm. and that's it. Mm. And it's okay that you're not feeling great right now because I'm here and I love you. Yeah, and mm. I think what I get from that, which is something that we are both constantly reminding ourselves of as well, is like you don't always have to have the answers. You don't always have to no. fix it. You just need to listen. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then 
yeah, make they should feel comfortable to feel down around you as well. If you know what I mean, mm. it's like I don't I don't need you to lift yourself up to make me feel better, to make me feel like, yay, I cured you or yay, I made you feel better. It's just like, just stay as you are because I love you in every single form of you right now. And if that is right now down, then great. I love you like that. I love you when you're up. I love you when you're down. I love you when you're medium. I love you all times. <laughs> That's so beautiful. And how does it work when it's the other? Because I think with like Will's obviously been quite open, which is incredible because mm. as we discussed, there's so many taboos around topics like depression and things that make us feel shame and we shouldn't. Mm. How has your relationship been with your mental health? Mm. And how have you navigated that while you're also there supporting your mm. friend who, mm. you know, is really open about it? Because I think that that's sometimes that when you're as the supporter, mm. what about when you're going through things? It's a really great question. And I think for a long time I I didn't give myself permission to be the one who was struggling um, because I'd go or no, I, I can't, I can't lean on anyone here, but let's include Will in that. I can't lean on Will here because, you know, that, that may trigger something in him, you know, and then that'll bring him down and that's the, that's the last thing I can do. So for a really long period of time, I would just sort of like shut that off. As I'll, I'll, I'll deal with that outside of work and outside of the relationship because I always want to be, and, and, and it's almost a, for, for me, it could almost be, arguably you could say it was a bit selfish of me because I always liked the idea of being the one to bring him up. And, and, and I, I think I did attach some value to being that person in a number of my relationships in my life that, you know, I'm, I'm the, I'm the lifeboat. Mm. jump on. I'm, I'm, I'm always up and about. I'll be able to help you and I'll be able to help you. And, and I never need help because I'm the lifeboat. Mm. But I think funnily enough with some more time and I think just being around each other more and <laughs> you realize that Will, Will would know. <laughs> mm. So even though I'm thinking that I'm pulling off this, I'm mm. the lifeboat and I'm always fine. Will's not needy. He knows me sometimes better than I know myself. So he knows I wasn't right and that can cause almost a bit of a, a disconnect if I'm not being honest with him as to how I'm feeling. Mm. And so, so even though, yeah, Will's been really open about, you know, and transparent about his struggles with depression, that doesn't mean that I'm not going to him at times and saying, you know, hey, I'm struggling. And, and interestingly, that's actually made him better. Mm. I, I think my, my fear or my concern was, by opening up about my issues with someone, that will drag them down. That was, that was just a story I was telling myself. When I actually tell him that I'm having struggles, for him it makes him feel better because it allows him to be my lifeboat. Yeah. And it also makes him feel more comfortable and it doesn't make him feel, it almost alleviates his guilt for knowing that he's leaned on me yep. for, for, for so much as well. So when it goes both ways, it just works so much better. And I think if there's anyone listening right now who, who isn't giving themselves permission to lean on someone or be open about mm. going through a struggle or something, know that you're actually not going to bring someone down. Yeah. You're, you're actually going to make them feel better because you are allowing that person, you're giving that person the platform to help you. And there's nothing that makes you feel better, in my opinion, than helping someone. Yeah. So like, yeah. So that's been great to be able to open up a bit like that with him for sure. Isn't it interesting how we relay our our kind of our worth in these characters? Mm. And for you as the character of you're the strong one. And so yeah. I wonder for you if, if in working through that, did you kind of think almost, well, if I'm not the strong one, then what value am I adding here? Totally. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. yeah like what if I if I'm not the life, but yeah, what am I? What am I? And and, and again, we attach these 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 value to mm. certain things that you do in your life and you go, Yeah, if I'm not being that person, yeah, what am I? And it's a, it's a scary thought, uh, but if you are someone who, you know, sees themselves or puts value on the fact that they are the person that lifts everyone up, you still are that person even if you've yeah. had a little period where you just need a little bit of help. Mm. You know what I mean? The lifeboat needs a pump up as well. The lifeboat can still be out there. I love that I'm going to continue to use the lifeboat metaphor. It works. For this it works, yeah, right? Sometimes you need some duct tape. But you, right? Yeah, yeah, exactly. Or something, you're going for a service, you know? <laughs> the lifeboat's out there picking up people that are struggling, let's let's say drowning in the surf, whatever. Lifeboat's still there, da-da-da-da, but the lifeboat goes in every night and the lifeboat needs to pump up mm. or get a service or get some duct tape, <laughs> as you said, Steph. <laughs> 
duct tape fixes everything. <laughs> <laughs> but it's it's so true, and I mean, it's so interesting to compare that to conversations that we've had, yeah. Steph, and even the one we had a few months ago. Mm. One of the the biggest things that we spoke through was yeah. something that I was kind of had internally, but I mm. hadn't brought it up because yeah. I knew how much you were struggling with yeah. this thing, and I just thought, what a what a horrible human I would be. To, to bring this up mm-hmm. because yep. I know you're already struggling. So mm. I don't want to put this on you. Yep. It's my, and honestly, that was honestly for like one year. I'm like, it's my job to deal with this. Like yeah. I, this is, I knew this is what, what I'm here for. I, this is my yep. job. So it's not yep. Seth's job to deal with it. I just have to find a way to make it work for me. Yeah. But we're able to speak about it and it's, we were able to work through it, which was fantastic. But it was, it was exactly that. It was that I can't, because I know when you know someone so well, you know what mm. they're going through. It's like, well, no, it's my job to deal with this on yes. my own. Yeah. And I'm sure maybe when I was able to open up to you, it was like, thank you for saying it. Mm. Like, you know, but it's mm. just, it's, it's so hard to get to that place, mm. right? How did you feel, Steph, when Laura brought it up? Yeah. I mean, like, oh, it was a confronting conversation. Yeah. And as Laura said, like not all of the conversations when you're open with your best friend is going to be like, oh, don't, don't worry about it, yeah. mate. Like yeah, yeah. there are going to be some that are confronting to hear. Yeah. Um, but it was, it was like, it, it was a pivotal moment that had to happen. And mm. it was kind of like, we were both probably subconsciously thinking about it. And then mm. it finally, <laughs> we were put in a room together and had the yeah. conversation basically. Um, but so it was, it was uncomfortable, yeah. but it was, it was great. And it's been great ever since. And it's allowed like many more of those kind of conversations to happen yeah. so much easier, I think, because yeah. it was probably the hardest one we'd had. Yeah. So then like conversations we have now that are hard just don't really seem like. Yeah. And we didn't they sort it in the room. We no, we didn't. We just shared. No, yeah. yeah and then what shared. happens, and this is this is my favourite thing about you, this, this is my psychoanalysis of you, is Love that this. we'll Love have a this. harder conversation or something. Yeah. We both can be defensive. Yeah. Then we go away. Yeah. Process. This yeah. is your, your in my head, this is how you process. You process <laughs> and then you send me a really long WhatsApp. Yeah, I'm a long WhatsApp. <laughs> voice, like voice memo? Yeah, or no, just no, long WhatsApp. Types, types it out. Yeah. And we text, actually yeah. had a few conversations where it was quite, Still not not defensive, but still like yeah. we we hadn't we hadn't come to a point of yeah. where we're like we both feel comfortable with this. Mm. And then uh, it, it was about three weeks, and then you just sent me a message, and you're like, "Oh, I'm going to do this now." And I was like, "Okay, like the, that's kind yeah. of we've come to this, but we didn't necessarily come to each other and say, "Okay, here's what we're going to do." It was just yeah. like mm. we heard, yeah. we processed, we took yeah. time. It takes time to process uncomfortable conversations, totally, yeah. and we enabled each other to have the time. To find comfort in yeah. a way to move forward. Yes. And we did. Yeah. Because we knew that there wasn't, we weren't going to have that conversation and then sweep it under the rug. Like mm. it was like, this, we're having this conversation to, to work through something, mm-hmm. which isn't going to happen overnight. Mm-hmm. And I think we just both, because like you guys do, our friendship outside of work is valued a lot higher. Mm. Although what we do, we love and wouldn't want to yeah. give it up for anything and is so special our friendship always comes first. And yeah. so like there was no way we were going to be able to continue mm. through a lot of stuff that we're striving through right now yeah. without working through it. Yeah, totally. It actually, it, it's a sign of love and care between oh. two people when you have a hard conversation. No one wants to have a hard conversation. No. Hard conversations suck. It's so much and, easier to just right? go surface. It, yeah. Ride or just go like, you know what, there's a problem there. I'm just going to remove myself from that. I'm just going to withdraw from that even mm. more. Like that, that's so or easy. Or solve it internally. To do, or solve it internally. Which is not right? the, the best solution. Shocking. It is so much easier. Yeah. Well, right? Yeah. I, I, I think the people that I love the most in this world, which is I'm going to say Will and my beautiful partner Mim, they're the ones that I, I have the hardest conversations yeah. with because it's like, this is going to suck. This yeah. conversation is going to be awful. But I, I, I want to have this conversation with you because yeah. we're going to be so much better. I'm the same. The the most truest and raw version of myself um, I have with like two people that are dearest to me, which would be Laura and Josh. And mm. they're also the people that I have to have hard conversations with, mm. like you just said. But it reminds me of something that someone said about Harvey's tantrums or mm. Harvey's actions around me. For some reason, he acts like a psycho as soon as I walk in the door sometimes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it's apparently because he feels the safest with me. Yeah, so it's like he yeah. can be... His most honest self. I'm upset that you opened my banana without asking me. And because it's you, I can be a little psycho because you'll always love me and you'll accept me no matter what. Wow. And that makes so much sense to me in the conversations that you have because the ones that 
maybe you think that maybe they won't accept you no matter how you are. Yeah. You do hold back a little bit more. Oh my, this is happening with my daughter Remy. <laughs> yeah. I, I'm I'm not kidding. When when like Remy and I will be good. We're we're yep. having a great time. We're laughing, da da da. Mummy walks in the room and all of a sudden it's just like, I don't know what happened there. <laughs> She is complaining a lot all of a sudden and yeah. she's getting quite emotional. Yeah. That makes so much sense. Yeah. Because yeah. it's like, okay, mum's there. I, I can I can really let you know how I'm feeling now. Yeah. That's beautiful. She hates it at the moment. Though, yeah. It's like, oh, you guys it's, are having so much fun. I could hear you from the bedroom. I always try and remind myself <laughs> of it. You feel safest with me. <laughs> I'm going to tell Mim that. That's actually really, really nice. But yeah. I think why I brought it up is because it yeah. makes sense with those hard conversations you're having with like either your, your partner or your closest friends and loved ones mm. is you know that it's important to have them and mm. you can and you actually allow yourself to have them because you know that no matter what, mm. well, you at least hope that no matter what, yeah, they're going to love you still and you'll get through it. Definitely. Mm. And I would say the other thing with those hard conversations is, and it's funny that, sorry, it was both your partners that yeah. sort of yes. forced this show. We were away together, all together. Brilliant. And then we were just kind and of put like, in a room. They, they'd been like, they'd been talking about it the night all before. All day with themselves yeah. and then they had a plan. That's yeah. awesome. Can mm. I say too, well, like, what your happened, partners are amazing, obviously. <laughs> that's so beautiful. But what happened, thank yeah. you, and yeah. I agree, what happened is basically both of them get the 1% that yeah, we don't yeah. share with each other. Mm. Yes. So they had a conversation together yes. where Josh was bringing up some things that I'd taken home to him. Don was bringing up some things that Laura had shared. And they were like, yeah. why haven't they yeah. spoken about this? Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And I would say a, a lot of the time the answer is, oh, this wasn't a good time. Yeah. And, <laughs> 100%. And, and, oh, the amount of times I say that to myself. Yeah. It's just like, I know I've got to have this little chat. It might not even be a big one, but I'm going like, Oh, and how easy is it to make every excuse? I'm like, oh, oh no, Steph's yeah. going out for dinner tonight. Right. Don't want to ruin it. Don't <laughs> want to ruin it. Don't want to ruin it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm care. I'm caring that yeah. I thought through that. I'll do it next week. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> oh. it's just, now it's weird yeah. to bring up something that happened three yeah. weeks ago. <laughs> so I better not do it. Yeah. It's so funny, isn't it? It's just you can just convince yourself yeah. that like, no, 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 no. And before you know it, it's been a year, and you're like, I really need to have yeah. that chat. Mm. But I think as well, like, so you WhatsApp a bit. Uh, messaging is great. I think for I, me, I, it's, I, yeah. it's just that like I can, once I've processed something, <laughs> I do it all the time with Josh when we're arguing, Yeah, is like I can get everything, because when you're feeling upset, you are defensive mm. or confronted. Yeah. It's like without the other person being able to say something or butt in or interrupt or anything, you're able to just get all of your yeah. thoughts yeah. out yeah. and said, mm-hmm. and then yeah. it's out there. Yeah. And then they can take their time in responding as well. Totally. I really think, I think that's why I'm a big fan of it. Yeah. <laughs> why don't we do a podcast? You know? We can just text each other. <laughs> you should just release like a transcript. No. <laughs> <laughs> um, no, it, it's so true. It, it, it's so true that I, I, Will and I often do like a, so another system that we've got mm. in place, which is going pretty well. Again, I can, I can do better here, but when I notice that Will maybe is just teetering mm-hmm. on the edge. And and for, for Will, I know pretty well now what that looks like. He just gets a little bit, um, he tries to take control of everything. He recently spoke about it on the show, but and that can come across as um, aggressive is a strong word, but, but it can be a bit aggressive that he needs to be in control of everything. And if someone else says something which goes against that, he can he can get like almost angry about that. And I can sort of start to see that. And it, it sort of needs to be now with us or the way that it's going to work is I need to let him know, I need to say to him, are you okay? And then that actually helps him kind of pull himself out of it because the way he talks about it is like he's almost watching himself do it. But when he's in it, he can't help but act in that way. And the only way to really pull him out of that is for me just to go whether to his face and say it like, are you all good? Or just a text message. And it's funny though, sometimes still to this day, my, my knee-jerk reaction is if, if there has been a meeting or whatever during the day where I've, I've seen a few of those little signs, my instant reaction is don't bring it up because we need to be on air in an hour. Mm, and yes. what if that just puts a little bit of petrol on the fire and then we're not going to be able to create the product that we need to create today. And I'll still, still, yeah, still to this day, I'll, I'll have moments when I go like, nah, it wasn't that bad. <laughs> He's like, he just, he's just, he's just pumped about the show today. <laughs> just, you know, like, it wasn't mm-hmm. that bad. And I'll go, nah, I won't send the message. And then you get through the show and, and the show is fine. And you go like, oh, I see, that was totally fine. Mm-hmm. But I, but I know that I haven't, I just haven't written Said that something. message just to make mm-hmm. sure that he's okay. And to get, if he is spiraling to make sure I pull him out of that. So 
I need to do that more because it's, again, it's funny. It's about the timing of the mm. chats and whatever. That your your ability to think of reasons as to why you shouldn't so easy will come. Yeah, and expect that. Mm. I think if you're listening to this and you can relate to this at all, expect the huge amount the, the the voices in your head that are giving you the reasons why you shouldn't. Yeah, that's very normal. Yeah, still write it. Yeah, it never pours petrol on the fire like you think it will. Mm. I still think that sometimes I get caught in that, but it never does. It always makes it better. And it makes the environment safer mm. in the future because yes. I think why I also, and this is more so with Dalton, I often won't have, because, you know, if you've had a really shit day at work or you're in a high stress environment, mm. you come home and you mm. want, that environment has to be your safe place where there's no stress and kind of arguments or confrontation or anything. And so I'm a huge avoider. Like I will, I need to work through this. Nice. We're cut from the same cloth. <laughs> <laughs> and so I'll avoid speaking about things and it drives Dalton mental because he mm. is so open about emotions, etc. Yeah. But I have to, and it's like this mechanism of like, I can't survive unless I have this, like I can deal with the pressure at work if home is completely yeah. calm. Mm. But ho- it, that's then putting too much pressure on home yeah. to be this like a holiday, but it's not because yeah. it's still like a marriage that you have to, you know, yeah. p- put time into and have un- uncomfortable conversations. But it is, it is, I often will find myself and it's not even that I'm like, oh, tonight's not the night for Dalton. I'm like, tonight's not the night for me because mm. I want this to be my calm place, mm. but it can't be your calm, safe place if you're not open about like yeah. what you need and things in your head. Totally. And you can get like this exaggerated emotion of frustration or anger when your home isn't the holiday. And yes. then that's not fair on your partner when it's like a, like I know for me, if I've, if I've bottled something up and again, their, their home is supposed to be the, I just need this to be my space where I'm not thinking of anything or nothing's going to stress me out or nothing's mm-hmm. going to aggravate me. She, the small little thing can go wrong and I can have quite an elevated ex, like a reaction mm-hmm. to that. And that's always a moment where she knows, okay, something's going on. I wanted to talk to you about this because when I came on to your podcast and we, mm. and I spoke about me having a very similar reaction when I'm feeling that way. Mm. I remember you nodding along and mm. relating a lot to what I had to say. Mm. And I wondered, I mean, only if you feel comfortable sharing, mm. but is that is that part of when you were talking earlier about being more open and honest about some of your mental health struggles and stuff like mm. that? Is that in relation to that at all? Or? Big time. Yeah. Because I, I still... Even though I'm saying that I that I do open up more, I'm work in progress. Yeah, like I'm 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 still not at the stage where I'm being fully honest about how I am, and and there's going to be a level of me that is um, just trying to heighten how how good I am or how how good how well I am mm-hmm. feeling, um, and 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 in a lot of ways I'm really proud of that as well mm-hmm. because because I do like to be an energy and a presence that, you know, lifts people up. And, and that's my MO in any conversation I'm in or any interaction I have with a, with, a, with a person is I want to come out, I want that person to come out of the interaction feeling a bit better about themselves. Mm. Is that how they describe you as well? Like if you ask 10 people to describe you, what do they say? Uh, I, I don't know, but I, I, I hope. Like sunshine. Yeah. The positive. Yeah. It was actually doing um, I'm a celebrity, get me out of here, mm. was a really interesting experience because those sorts of comments were made to me, um, which was really important actually in that environment because in that environment of I'm a celebrity, get me out of here, I was really struggling early on with not only missing my daughter yeah. and um, home and Mim, but I, I just uh, just had real imposter syndrome going on where I was just like, oh, my God, I'm going to be voted at first as soon as there's a vote available because I'm no one compared to, holy shit, that's Pete Hellier. Yeah. You know what I mean? <laughs> I that's a Brownlow really medalist right there. There's Dicko from Australian Art. You know what I mean? You're just yeah. like, there's Geordie Shaw, there's Aisha Scott, this massive reality mm. star. Like, who am I? And and that was really, really hard. And it was actually like later in the experience um, that I opened up to a few of them saying like, hey, but just so you know, like I was – this is how I was feeling early on about this whole imposter syndrome. And I just thought I was nothing compared to you guys. I haven't achieved anything and da, da, da. And it was really nice to hear them say overwhelmingly like, oh, my God, I can't believe you think that about yourself. Like mm. you're the one person in here who listens so intently to everything I say. You give a reaction to everything I say and you're so positive about anything I do. Like Liz Ellis would say that she's a bit of a jokester, you know what mm. I mean? So, and, and, you know, she has hits, she has misses. <laughs> and she says that like sometimes she'd be in the camp 
and she'd say a joke and no one would laugh. And then she'd like hear from like six meters away, me go, ha, ha, ha. And this would go, oh, good on you, Woody. Like there's not going to yeah. be a comment that you're not going to get around there to try and make me feel a bit better. So that was, that was really, really nice to hear that people have that reaction. But at the end of the day, I try not to think too much about... Um, but it's a label. And the, the reason I ask that is because mm. I know that about you and that that's, mm. that's how we feel as well about yeah. you. But that's a label that you then, kind of coming back to what we were talking about earlier... Yes. You're the positive person that yes. brings sunshine. Yes. That's a shitload of pressure to put yes. on yourself yeah, yeah, when yeah. you're going through something. Yeah. So how does that, and I'm sorry to interrupt you talking no, no, through no, no, your no, journey, no, no, yeah. but how does that play into that? And I, Well, I reckon that can go badly in this home life thing again. Mm. And that's why I was so vigorously nodding when you were talking about getting angry at home because mm. Mim's the one in my life that I, I can't, I can't maintain this all the time yeah. and maintain this with you. And I think really early in our relationship I could. And I think that was probably really fatiguing for me early on because there was a level of performance when mm-hmm. seeing her as well as, you know, being that positive, positive, positive. But now we've been with each other for long enough. She She's the only one who really gets to see, like, how are you going? And so she gets to say, and, and she says sometimes it's, um, oh, sorry, it's just, it's hard to talk about sometimes because I know it's hard on her. But she, because she's just amazing because sometimes um, I know that I'm, it, it, whether it's an impatience or um, like I'm really, really hard on myself as well. Like I'm a bit of a perfectionist with everything. So she's the only one who sometimes will, um, the way that I treat myself, she'll sometimes get get that with something like, in saying it can be as simple as you know losing a sock in the um, in the wash, mm-hmm. and um, <laughs> it's, it's ridiculous losing a sock in the wash. And I will I'll I'll get really angry about losing a sock in the wash, and she just she just um, she just sort of cop that, and she'll know she'll know what's going on, and she just has to absorb that, um, and that. That will happen if I'm um, if I'm suppressing yeah. everything because mm. it has it just has to come out mm-hmm. and it'll it'll come out in ridiculous moments like losing a sock in the wash. <laughs> and, and do you think too you get so angry? I can imagine after you've had that reaction, you're probably then down on yourself oh, because totally, when yeah. people and this is why la- it's really lovely to get compliments. Like it's you know it's mm. so fantastic. But when we're mm. labelled. Mm. as something that you are the positive light for mm. people when you, cause you cannot uphold that all the time. Absolutely. No. It is yeah. impossible. Yeah. And when you're not, do you then feel like, well, hang on, this is the value that I, cause people tell me this is my value. If mm. I'm not offering this right now, mm. I'm nothing. What am I? That, yeah. What am I? Yeah. And then you've, and then you're with the person that you love the most. Mm. No, t- absolutely. Mm. Totally. And yeah, it, 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 it can be, it can be really, really hard. Um, and yeah, like I said, Mims, she's just so good with it. And, you know, she'll, she'll say to me afterwards, like she'll know when I'm in a bit of a funk or there was a night the other, this was, oh, this was before I had a holiday in Indonesia, which I really, really needed. It was a really, really big front half of the year in that going to Africa and doing I'm a Celeb, which was a really intense experience. And like, I, like I, when I got, out of the jungle. So this would have been on a like a, a Wednesday morning African time. And you sort of get out and you're like, that was really, really intense. And you're sort of looking forward to just like a decompress. And then it's like straight into a live interview on mm-hmm. TV. And then you leave that. And then it's like more interviews as soon as you're mm-hmm. into the media hub. And then it's like, go and get, have a shower and get changed. And then you're coming back here at midnight for breakfast radio interviews. And then back to your accommodation, three hours sleep. And then I was doing the drive show. Yeah. Which was, it's like 7 a.m. African time, uh, time in Africa. And then I'm, so I'm doing the drive. So it was, that was the very next day to getting out of the jungle. And then it was straight into another radio show the next day. And then there was a weekend and then shows and trying to fly back. And it was just, it was just really intense. And then just straight back into work. And then that was pretty much it until the holiday I had. And so just before we went to Indonesia, I, had, I had stages with Mim where I was just like, I 
tonight I I just can't talk. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I, I don't I, I don't have that. the I don't have the energy to talk. And it's it's not um she's amazing with it, but like you you're sort of like it's just so not fair that mm. you're the person I care about, like the absolute most out of everyone. And I'm yeah. Oh, as another example, like I there were a couple of times when I was in Bali when I was I knew I was just mentally really, really fatigued, and I we we landed in uh, at the airport, and this is absolutely nothing against the person who did this, but this, this person just started singing the theme song of the interviewee thing that I used to do in the jungle. That if you need wood, wood then you probably should get wood with Woody. And yeah. it's like you know. I was just like, oh, my God. And so this yeah. is at the airport in Bali. It's, it's like, yeah, oh, yeah. I'm about to have to perform again right now. Yeah. yeah. And, and of course. You have to switch on. And you do because there's another part of me which is like I I, I am so appreciative and yeah. grateful that someone uh, likes me enough that yeah. remembered that theme song and is excited about meeting me. So and when you know, we do what we do without our community, mm, we, we don't have a job. Exist. So yeah, it's totally. like that, right? Yeah, exactly. and, and, yeah. I, and, and I totally feel that pressure. And and a, a lot of the time there isn't a pressure. It, yeah. It's a beautiful thing to have someone walk up to you and say, hey, I'm a really big fan or, hey, love what you do. And can I get a photo? Like, awesome, awesome. But when you're in that stage of I'm at my capacity to get that and then knowing I'd have to step it up was like really hard. And then it just so happened that the place that we stayed at in Bali, there was like, just like six groups there that also knew who I was. And this this is this is quite rare for me. Like I, radio is a beautiful, beautiful medium in that no one gets to see you. So it's like you can sort of fly under the radar a fair bit. And then I did this um, show mm-hmm. and it, it started to happen a little bit more. And the reason I bring that up is because Mim will watch me flick and 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 switch into you know the the person that I need to be and, and it's automatic for me. It's not even, it's not like a no yeah. I don't even just, feel like it's an effort, but I yeah. but it, it's just like a switch. Mm-hmm. And she watches that, and then the, the hard thing for me is that she she sees how much effort that I make for you know to make those people feel better, and then and she she'd never say this, but it, it's kind of not fair that I would make so much effort there for effectively. I appreciate that they're a fan, but I don't know that person. I don't know them. I don't care about them as much as I care about Mim, but then Mim's the one who's going to get the person who who needs to be just nothing and just like just flat, which which I just I just know uh, how how difficult that must be for her <laughs> to be like, you know, that one person. But um, you know, like you've acknowledged it, you've you've and and I'm I'm saying this out loud because it's like I need to say it to myself all the time. Mm. But I think it's big that you know about it. You've obviously had conversations with Mm. him about it and to be able to acknowledge it and just know that it's going to be a journey to work through it Mm. and to have their support is just everything. Oh, totally. Yeah, 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 yeah. And she, yeah, she is extraordinary. And she's, it's it's really funny because I'm only really noticing this or realizing this now, but she is sometimes, it's, it's like the roles reversed with, with Will and I, like with, still with Will and I, it's probably me more figuring out the right time to bring up the conversation or saying, are you okay? And and I know Mim does exactly the same thing with me. And, it's, and when we do have the chat, mm. um, she, she'll she say to me like, yeah, I was just sort of trying to pick my mm. moment <laughs> for when I, you know, should bring it up. And she always jokes now these days actually, which good on her for figuring this out, but she says, <laughs> she's like, some days she's like, I will know within like 40 seconds of you mm. uh, in the morning. She's like, some days you're in that, let, let's call that flower state. And she's just like, you are just like, e- everything is roses. Mm-hmm. And she's like, that's when I can ask you for anything. <laughs> so she's like, if she's been sitting on like a, yeah. I don't know whether it's a, 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 a weekend getaway or something or something that she's thinking about sorting out for the house or something. She's like, if I get you in that mood, you are just like yes to everything. And you're like, you know what? Get two of them. Like sort of thing. <laughs> but then on the other side of it, she's like, she can tell straight away if it's just like a, a mood where it's like, okay, no, nah, he's, let's call it, he's recharging mm. or whatever. Mm. Yeah. Thank you for sharing that. No, totally fine. No, it actually, it feels good sharing. And I know that you, 
she had exactly the same thing. And it was actually, it was sort of, it was funny. It was nice on that day though. To know, when you were saying this, I was like, oh my God, <laughs> this is exactly what I do. But it was just on you, which was perfect. <laughs> and I, I think too, you're, you're so hard on yourself. And I think I just yeah, wanted yeah, to yeah. say too that because of the work that you do, you're in Mim is someone who loves you unconditionally. Mm-hmm. Yep. Your fans, they don't love us unconditionally, no. our fans. They love us mm-hmm. based on... Yeah. The things that we do at that time. Mm. And so that's why it is so fucking hard because you know you can be your true self. And it's not that you're not your true self with your fans, but no, you can yeah. be your true self with Mim. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And yeah. show all sides because that love is unconditional. Yeah. But when you you do the job that you do, yeah, which is based on having an audience mm. that, like as much as we would like to say, they don't love us unconditionally, we could no. do one thing. And half of them might leave. Yeah, totally. Yep. And it's that pressure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. To maintain that they like us. Yeah. That they can change, whereas that that makes it so hard. Yeah. Yeah, totally. Because our partner is the one that loves us unconditionally, yeah. and they don't. I think that yeah, the the, the yeah the, the the fans see the the me when I'm up and about, right? Mm. And and that's the one that's because I don't get to see the full spectrum, right? So that's why you well, for me personally, I feel that pressure to always be that one. Which as you said, it's it's not fake. It's no. it's genuinely me. But if I'm in a really good if I'm in a good headspace. Yeah. Yeah. Right. And I and I think when you're on something like radio, right? Yeah. You you I I work very hard to make sure that my mindset is right before I go on air so mm-hmm. I can be, you know, in that happy space for that two hours. But I think the difference between then how you interact around those people and your partner is you, you, your partner really knows you. Yeah. So if you are feeling a bit off or a bit flat, they're the only one that you can be that person with. Mm. So they, that's why they get the, well, for me, I know that's why she gets the full spectrum. She gets good me too. Don't worry. A lot of the time she gets good me. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and no, I, I just wanted to say that because I think it, yeah. we can be so hard on ourselves and it yeah, is we, within yeah. the job comes challenges that are really hard to, yeah, to navigate. Yeah. So thank you for yeah, no, coming no on and being so open and of sharing course. everything. It was, um, it was so nice to have you in chat. Thank you, guys. You're very easy to talk to. <laughs> Thank you so much for listening, everyone. We hope you enjoyed today's episode. If you would like to get involved in the KickPod, <laughs> you can. We have got a KickPod Instagram where you can send us a DM about your thoughts on the podcast, some questions, some stories that happen to you. <laughs> Honestly, whatever you want to send in, we would love to see and read it and hear it and chat to you. And that is at KickPod on Insta. We would also appreciate your following if you would like to support the podcast. Come and follow that account. (laughs) That is where we'll be sharing a lot of this kind of content. So we hope you guys enjoy that. If you want to learn more about Kick, the Kick app, we have a website, kickapp.com, or you can head to the Apple App Store or Google Play Store and download our app. We have a seven-day free trial if you'd like to check out the app. And we're also on Instagram at laura.henshaw and at Smith. And you can find us over on TikTok as well at Kick. But we'll be back in your ears very soon. Bye.